and welcome to Starter Conversation, the podcast. This is a safe space where we will talk all things stuttering and communication. Today, I am joined with a super special guest, Martha from Martha Speech. Martha is a speech pathologist whose particular area of interest is school-age stuttering. She owns a private practice and also creates incredible resources for teachers and other speeches to learn more about supporting children with a stutter. You only need a quick scroll through her page to see how passionate she is about supporting people like me, and I'm so excited to talk to her today. So welcome, Martha. Thank you again for joining me. Oh my goodness. Thank you for for having me. That was such a nice introduction. (laughs) Um, I know you probably have... a very busy schedule being a speechy. So thank you again for taking the time to join me. Not a problem. I'm very honored. <laughs> um, how's your day been? Are you working today with clients or is it a bit of an off day? Yeah, so um, I am at the end of my day, um, but I have some clients. It's summer here. I live in the United States. Um, and so some of my clients are off vacationing and doing summer things. So it was a little <laughs> bit of a quieter day. Um, but, yeah. uh, typically I, I have, uh, lots of clients and also, um, am working on, on things for social media. So, um, but yeah, yeah. I had some clients and, um, it was, it was a good day. Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> um, I, 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 I like to start my podcast off with a little bit of an intro, um, to get to know my, my guests with three icebreaker style questions. Um, so what are three items that you can't live without? Oh, gosh. Um, three <laughs> items I can't live without. Um, they're going to be silly. Well, obviously, I can't live without my family and, and that kind of yeah. stuff. But I assume that's not um, very, <laughs> very exciting. Um, I am obsessed with, um, I don't know what, what you call it um, in Australia, but here we would call it like seltzer or sparkling water. Um, oh, yeah, you have- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. What else can I not live without? Um, I also, um, another drink for some reason, I can only <laughs> think of beverages, I guess. Um, I also can't live without chai lattes. I'm not a coffee drinker. So that's what, can, that's what gets me through. Yeah. Um, and, oh gosh, I don't know. I love music. I love the okay, outdoors. Yeah. Um, it's hard to think of a third one. <laughs> Yeah, on this spot, it might be a little bit difficult. <laughs> um, so who are your favorite Disney characters and why? Or your favorite Disney character, I should say. Um, oh, gosh, Disney characters. Um, I was really into Disney growing up. Um, yeah. and But I think my favorite Disney character is probably Elsa um, because she okay. was um, kind of like – she didn't need a prince to save her. She's doing her own thing. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I just think she's very cool. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Um, I don't know. That might be that might be what I go with. I like that one. That's good. I'm kind of throwing okay. you off into the deep end a little bit. No, so. it's good. It's good. You're getting me thinking. <laughs> um, and if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Oh, any superpower? Um, I think probably I'd like to be able to to travel, um, like uh, like think of a place and be there. I really don't like flying, yeah. so that would make life a lot easier. But I like I like when I get there, 
Um, so I yeah. think that's, yeah. that's what I would do. What would you do? Yeah, that's cool. I also don't like, um, what would I do? I don't know. I've, I've been thinking about this and I'm like, I'm not actually sure. Like maybe like teleportation. I feel like that'd be pretty cool just Mm -hmm. to like move like in places. Um, And I also hate flying as well. So that would make sense. (laughs) Yeah. I could live without (laughs) flying. So. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I guess today's podcast is going to be a little bit different um, because it's not going to be so about your stuttering journey, but more as your speech pathology journey and, um, what kind of drew you into speech pathology? Well, I actually started out as a teacher. Um, okay. I taught fourth grade um, and realized that speech um, pathology was really cool, um, yeah. that I, I liked the idea of working. Um, I've always been interested in working with kids. Um, I haven't yeah. worked much with adults, um, yeah. but I I thought that helping um, people to say what they want to say sounded amazing. Um, and I liked the idea of connecting with someone one-on-one. Um, you don't really get to do that as a teacher. Um, so I decided to go back to school and and study to be a speech pathologist. So I'm a career changer. Um, (laughs) I haven't been doing it as long as everybody else, but, um, but I, I love it. It's been such a good change. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's very, it's quite different from teaching, like you said. It's very, like, um, personal, I think. Um, um, yeah. Um, so I, you, you mentioned that you wanted, like, you uh, worked with children. Um, so I guess my question would be what kind of sparked your interest in um, working with children, then I guess working with adults, and then also um, your spark for working with children who stutter. I've, I've just always been interested in working with children. I, my first job was, um, teaching sailing to kids. Um, and I've just always thought that, I've just always thought that kids (laughs) were really fun. Um, so that that's always just been a no brainer, no matter what job I've had, it's, it's pretty much been with kids. Um, and so when I first, graduated um, from graduate school, I started working in a school here. um, And I had, um, I didn't really have like a, an interest area. I just thought all speech pathology was really neat. But um, I had some really cool kids on my caseload who stuttered, um, or they still stutter. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I'm talking about it in some past tense. Um, I haven't seen them in a while, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I just remember thinking that um, they taught me so much um, yeah. that I learned a lot from working with them that um, that it was just a really uh, great experience and it made me want to learn a lot more about stuttering. We learned a lot about stuttering together um, and yeah. I thought... I thought was really neat. So really my, my love of working with kids who stutter came from those original kids that I worked with. Yeah. I think it's really cool that like there's some kids that um, may not have um, a severe a stutter um, and then I don't know if that's the right word to use, but, and then some people who are more have more of a severe stutter, which is kind of cool. And I think also because there's not one um, way or not one, reason why people stutter 
um as well which is also kind of cool so it's a pretty it's a pretty unique um thing as well I totally agree I feel Um, like yeah you like never it's never the same it's always different you're always finding new ways to help them and I um I also really liked that you could do more just talking and getting to know the the kids and what they what their goals are what their challenges are I always really liked that that not all of speech pathology is like that and so it's it's nice to really be able to connect like we were talking about earlier yeah yeah and um I guess that kind of um because I know I had a I a lot of my um speech pathology sessions were a lot um of obviously talking based and we would do like a lot of games um and things and also because my stutter isn't um that severe so my speech pathologists have a, a trouble would have trouble trying to um help with my stuttering because I never used to stutter in my sessions um so I was going to ask you is that something that you've noticed with um your kids that some may not stutter in your sessions than some do um is there a way that you kind of um change your sessions to um, help with that? Yeah, well, that happens all the time. I mean, uh, as we know, stuttering really varies. And so sometimes, um, you know, I'll have clients come to the session and they're stuttering or um, maybe they're not overtly stuttering. Um, That totally happens. I think really um, my job is to help them with whatever goals that they have. So if yeah. they come to the session and um, maybe they're not showing, you know, maybe there's not as many repetitions that day, that's yeah. not going to make a difference to me as long as we're yeah. working on their goals. Um, yeah. So so that, that part doesn't really change much um, unless they feel like um, – like they're avoiding stuttering in the session, maybe that's something yeah. that we want to talk about um, or work on, but it's really up to them. And um, when kids are in, uh, in by the time they're school age, they really know what they want to work on. Um, yeah. And so, so that's what we focus on. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. Um, and I, yeah, I, I always had a really good connection with my species um and so we used to do a lot of um yeah games and talking and because um I did it when I was about uh 13 or 14 it was more about um getting a a toolbox of more strategies that I could use when going to school or doing presentations than rather um trying to bring the stutter down which we, we did do as well um but it was more focusing on um school um and things because school is quite a big part of stuttering um and yeah um and something that I yeah um that um I love about your Instagram as well is that you talk about mindfulness um and counseling um which is really important and it's something that um also um affects a lot of people who started because we do have um oh I know I at least have like anxiety and you get um all these wide range of um impacts as well because of stuttering so I would love to know how you incorporate that into your stuttering and um, into your therapy um and I love to hear more about how and why you do it as well 
Yeah. Well, I think the sort of the misconception is that stuttering is all about those behaviors, like the repetitions and yeah. walks and prolongations. But stuttering is really yeah. so much more than that. You know, like you you yeah. talked about anxiety. So there's the thoughts and feelings um, as well. Mm-hmm. There's social experiences. There's all these different kinds of things. So if we're yeah. working on um, just those behaviors, we're going to totally miss um, all the other experiences that a child might have with stuttering. So um, something that I work with my clients on um, is, um, especially for the counseling piece, is making sure that they have a say in um, what we do, both our long-term goals, but then for every session, I usually ask them, what can I help you with today? Um, and sometimes they'll say, I feel so, um, frustrated about stuttering this week or, um, whatever. And so I like to introduce mindfulness as, um, as a, as a strategy, just like, um, stuttering modification strategies, like just like cancellations, it's just something else that's in your toolbox. Um, and the goal isn't to reduce stuttering or um, improve fluency. The goal is to help them to feel comfortable um, and confident as communicators. And um, so uh, sometimes I'll have, we'll um, start a session with, they can pick a mindfulness activity. Maybe it's like some meditation, maybe it's some breathing. Um, Maybe we'll pick one at the end, but trying to build in some of that, kind of like regulating, like helping your, helping your, um, your body, but also your mind get to a place where you feel more comfortable and can cope because, um, especially for school age, um, and I don't know what your experiences were, Priya, but, um, I feel like a lot of kids need help with, um, coping with some of the experiences of stuttering and then building up their resilience, um, I can't in my speech room um, prevent negative experiences around stuttering, but I can help um, children who stutter to um, to feel more resilient when those things happen. And I think mindfulness yeah. is a really important tool um, for those moments. Yeah, for sure. And I also love that it's such a holistic approach to therapy as well, um, which is really cool. And I think, in, like you said, it is so important. Um, as well and not just for the stuttering in general but also um, each, each child has a, a different um, experience with their stuttering um, but I know for um, a lot of people stuttering can affect um, as well as like your confidence um, and also how you see yourself um, as well and how you think other people see you um, and I think it's so good that um you also talk about mindfulness as well because it is such an important um, thing as well. And it also, I guess, is one step closer to kind of, I guess, accepting as well, accepting the stutter um, and things. Um, and I know you're you're really passionate about telepractice or, or telehealth as we call it over here. Um, for anyone out there who maybe wants to access um, this support um, but is a bit unsure about telehealth, how would you describe um, your session and what would a session look like for you? Um, so I think when people think of telehealth or telepractice, whatever teletherapy, whatever you want to call it, um, (laughs) on the computer, um, or via Zoom, they think, um, that therapy looks like you and I just talking 
Um, and that might be the case for yeah. if you're an adult um, who stutters. But if you're a kid, um, I'm really going to try to recreate that in-person experience. We're going to play games. Yeah. We're going to, yeah. um, I try to get to know my clients' interests. And um, I had a client uh, earlier today who's really into Minecraft. And so we were um, reading oh. about Minecraft. Um, and what's yeah. really nice is the internet is right here. So um, I yeah. can bring in um, their interests and um, we can really interact with it while we're talking. Yeah. And um, I can find a way to bring that counseling approach um, into whatever yeah. we're looking at. Um, so it's really not um, for, for children. It's really not a, and I, I think probably um, also for teens, adults don't need us. Adults just want to talk. Um, yeah. But, um, <laughs> largely, or at least in my, in my limited experience with adults, but for kids, yeah. um, we usually are doing a lot more, um, things that look like play. Um, yeah. and, um, so if, if people are considering, um, telehealth for their child, I think, um, just asking, asking the speech pathologist what their style is. Of course, that's just my style. Um, everybody does yeah. it a little bit different. Um, and maybe there's some speech pathologists who will listen to this and be like, hey, I just love talking, okay? Like, we don't play games, <laughs> whatever. Um, and maybe there's a style for every kid out there. Um, that's just yeah, what yeah. works for me and my clients. But um, some kids might love something else. So um, yeah. I always encourage parents to um, feel like they can ask questions to make sure that the, that the fit is right for their child. Yeah, that's so cool. Because my sister actually works at a, a, a telehealth only um, speech place. So I can hear it in, in, the, in the background playing games and having like a lot, a lot of fun mm. on telehealth. <laughs> um, oh, how cool. So it's, it's definitely, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Because she did um, uh, face to face um, for a year and then she came on to telehealth um, and it's so different as well but I think it's so cool um, and also because it's um, um, it's also just about creating a safe space um, right. as well and I think it's so cool that you also incorporate that um, within your therapy as well because um, the first thing I, I think um, is having a, a, a good relationship with your speech pathologist as well because that's um, otherwise like it's going to be really difficult um yeah. but yeah telehealth is super cool i think <laughs> hi everyone so this is pre-editing um while i'm editing i didn't realize how long this podcast actually was um so i've actually split it up into two parts um so stay tuned for part two um and check it out if it's already posted part two is going to cover questions from you guys um and is really informative for parents um children and teens um and even speechies so check it out let me know um in my dms or any of my socials down below um also make sure to check out martha's social which will be down below um she's such an amazing guest and is sharing and has shared so much information valuable information um in this episode um yeah so thank you so much to martha and thank you everyone for listening and let me know what you think bye everyone bye.